Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to mini episode 137 of Real Life Ghost Stories and I have four spooky stories for you today and the last story comes from the 30th of July 2021 and story number one comes from Anonymous. One night my friend and I went out at around midnight. We walked around for a bit and we ended up at the top of a road beside my house. We were at the top of a slope and looked down at the beach entrance at the very end of the road. I was talking to my friend when I saw what looked like a man in a grey or white hoodie walking into the beach entrance, but it was so dark that when he went through I could no longer see him. I continued to look at it in case he came back out. I was worried for both of us in case this strange man might have been a danger to us. My friend kept speaking. After a few seconds, he came back out again. I was about to run back to my house when I stopped to take a good look at him. I didn't see a face at all. It was a white figure that was short and was running towards us. My friend was so confused. She told me she didn't see anything at all. The more it came towards us, the more I froze. And after staring directly at the white figure, it disappeared into thin air. I remember standing there in shock. My friend believed me, of course, because she has seen things too. The friend that I was with practices witchcraft and I practice things similar, so she often sees things. Kudos on you for keeping an eye on somebody who you think might present a danger to you and your friend. It's good to be vigilant just in case you never know who's out and about and you never know who's who's kind of going to be a threat or whatever. I don't want to sound like I'm being really alarmist there where I'm like, everybody who is out after midnight is a threat. That's not what I mean. But it is always good to be vigilant, because not only are you keeping yourself safe, but it also means that you see something paranormal in the end, apparently. I sometimes wonder what determines how you are going to present in the afterlife. So what I mean is, if I died tomorrow, how would my haunting manifest itself? Would people be seeing me in the places that I grew up or in the place that I died? Like visions of me doing things like echoing through time. Would it be poltergeist activity? Would it be a white mist that people see appear and disappear? I wonder what it would be. And I wonder what determines that. Is it different entities? Is it different energies? Is it a different level of energy? I don't know. And story number two comes from Janelle. My brother Joey has had the weirdest experiences. A few years back, his friends wanted to take a weekend trip to Rosarito in Mexico, a pretty famous place to off-road or party by the beach. My brother had a feeling not to go. His intuition is very strong, and in all his experiences, this comes in handy. His friends came back to tell him of their experiences. He told us what they had said. On their way back, driving down the coast towards the border, they saw a pretty lady in a white dress. Of course, being young men, they catcalled her 
and asked her if she wanted a ride. She said yes, but to drop her off a little more ahead. The guys thought that one of them was getting lucky and drove her to the spot and followed her down to the beach. She turned the corner behind something large and they followed her only to find absolutely nothing. The guys ran back to their car and made it back home immediately. Another story that sticks out that my brother has shared was when he was a driver for a clinic, picking up patients from their homes as early as 5am sometimes. One morning he had to drive to LA to pick up a lady. He got there and called her and told her that he had arrived. She said to give her five minutes and he told her he would wait. As he looked to the lady's front porch, he saw a bench with a man sitting in it, all dressed up, even wearing a hat. My brother made a gesture like a quick wave and said, Buenos Dias. The guy did the same thing and nodded. The lady came out of her house, got into the vehicle, went to her appointment and lastly my brother had to take her back home. On the drive he asked her why was that man dressed up super early on the porch? She asked what man? He gave her the details of what he wore and apparently it was the original homeowner that had passed two years previously. They both felt on edge. Our childhood home was a few blocks away from a freeway, parallel to the LA River. One morning he had to pick up another patient at 5am, so he left at 4am. As he caught the freeway for maybe 5 minutes max, he saw something zoom through the riverbed and seconds later a helicopter was following. Obviously not as fast but on the same route. It wasn't a drone because he said it was about the size of a car and in the dark it emitted coloured lights but mainly blue. My sister Nanny hasn't seen a ghost or anything like that but she is a party girl and is very sensitive to people and their energies. Once she was out and was talking outside her and her friend's car in their neighbourhood. Arguments were ensuing as they were gossiping about someone in particular who was into brujeria. The next thing you know they see a large dark shape in the tree above them with glowing eyes. Immediately my sister bounced out of there and stopped talking to those specific friends and noticed that her life was changing for the better. In our childhood home she also claimed to see a shadow of a monkey every so often but I don't know how believable that one is. When I was little we shared a room for a while. In our bedroom there was a door that led to the bathroom. It had a mirror on our side of the door and she claimed that it must have been a little past midnight and she needed to go for a wee. And she claimed that it must have been a little past midnight and she needed to pee. She was about to get up when she saw a large man in a hat. She claimed he was tall and in a coat. He was standing almost in front of the mirror, but in the reflection of the mirror there was nothing. She told me years later because she thought I would have gotten scared. And I definitely would have. The house was my grandma's, where many of my aunts lived with their kids. I guess it was our turn because we lived there for about 15 years. It had three rooms and I had the room in the middle. One night when I was around 14 I had what I thought was a dream. It felt too real to be a dream but I got up and wanted to get something to drink from the kitchen. I walked through my parents room, through the living room, through the dining room where I saw the fridge door wide open and a shadow was cast on the floor. It had a tail and hooves. 
I kid you not, I just walked back to my room and the next thing I knew, I woke up. So was it a dream or was it real? This is what gets me though. Prior to this, I had a very nasty, apocalyptic hell dream that scared me so bad I woke up crying and ran to my parents and slept in between them. They mildly punished me for watching scary stuff and that being the cause of my dreams. So when I saw the shadow, I didn't tell them, I just suffered in silence. But my dad woke up in not the best mood the next morning and he said it was because of this dream that he had. And when he told me what the dream was, it was exactly like mine. The only difference was that he talked to the shadow and the shadow said that it wanted him. Another encounter I had in that house was when I was 16 or 17. I believe it was a Friday night and I was watching TV in the living room. It was about 1.30am and I must have been asleep for around 30 minutes when I suddenly felt my ankles being pulled firmly in a grip. To this day I can still feel that feeling. I felt two hands pull me from my feet down to the end of the couch. As I was being pulled I suddenly woke up but the pulling didn't stop. I was still being pulled down the couch. My body was flipping around because I was trying to kick whatever was pulling me. I saw my right leg still elevated in the air and the entirety of my legs were practically off the couch. I had been dragged around two and a half feet from my prior location. I got up immediately and ran into the kitchen to find nothing. But thinking it was my brother, I ran to the front door to check if someone had just left or something. The hallway door was locked so I couldn't even go back to my room without waking up my parents. This all happened in less than a minute for sure. I could not explain what happened to me, but I know it wasn't just a jerk you do in your sleep because the distance I was dragged was so much. My friend Leslie and I would get drunk sometimes because her mom would be chill about it and we had a friend come over to hers because he was moving the next day to another state. We drank and sat in her dark living room as whatever light from the kitchen was on was streaming through. We all sat on a couch alongside each other. As they talked, I was just zoned out and messing on my phone. I wasn't in the mood to have a chat. And I heard a loud whisper in my right ear say, Hey! I turned and said what, thinking it was one of her siblings. But there was nobody besides us there that night. Another drunk encounter in her home was around Christmas time, where her family had a big party. It was around 4am and I woke up so thirsty I was about to get up when I saw in front of the Christmas tree lights at the silhouette of a man. I put the covers on top of me and started to wake up my friend. I told her that I'd seen somebody over there and asked her to go and get me some water. She went and got it for me and I ended up knocking out again. In the morning we talked about it and we came to the conclusion that it was her brother who passed away when she was little. I assumed the hay that I'd heard the last time was from him too. Lastly, in my senior year of high school, Leslie and I befriended a girl who was bullied because she was new and people thought she was weird. I lived two blocks away from her and Leslie lived on the opposite side of the town. So she would walk home with me and her family would pick her up there to avoid the school traffic. So one day we stayed late after school because this upcoming singer was doing a performance and all the girls would blush and try to give him their number. We saw the girl we befriended and she was really happy because she got his CD, and we started walking towards my home. 
as we got there, we listened to the CD. It was Spanish music, and at five, both of them left. The weeks that followed were odd. The girl began to gossip and be rude, so we stopped talking to her. She disappeared for a while, I want to say a few months. During this time, Leslie came over after school as usual, and the girl that we had been friends with left her CD behind. And I have no idea why, but in my teenage wisdom, I had the bright idea to break it and burn it. So we went into the alley at the back of my house by a tree. The CD did not want to bend for like five minutes. It didn't even burn. We both had to break it with our whole weight on it. That was already weird. When above us in the tree, we heard the nastiest demonic pig sound from the branches. We looked up thinking, what the fuck was that? We didn't see anything in the tree and the tree wasn't that dense. And then it happened again, this time longer and closer. And we ran. We were so damn shocked. My last and most recent stories are from my newest home, where I've been here for three years. In the same time I've been here, I watched The First Conjuring three times in a year because it's a good movie. I'd seen it previously, but not in the house. We watched it on Halloween. During the exorcism scene, my mom was getting up when we heard a girl yell from the laundry room. My mom sat her ass back down with her eyes wide open. The next time I watched the movie months later, the movie went mute on that exact same scene. And everything went mute because the fan also turned off. The last time I watched it months later, in the same scene, the whole TV turned off. We have two cats currently, an orange-beige cat named Pookie and a stripy grey cat named Ace. The cat that we saw was all black. It started off with my mom being outside with the front door open, seeing a black cat run inside. That was a Monday. So on Tuesday, my brother came home from work. He was still in front of the door where he was telling us about his day when he saw a black cat around his feet. But thinking it was Ace, he leaned down to pet it when nothing was there and we saw him visibly freak out. On Friday, it was my turn. I was walking from the kitchen to outside the front door when I see a cat run across that I almost trip over from trying not to step on it. I looked around and there was no cat to be found. In relation to the first story about the boys in the car, that is a good lesson for anybody, everybody, not to catcall people. Um, because if you catcall people, you're going you're gonna to pick up a hitchhiking ghost and that's going to scare you. So that, let that be a lesson to everybody. Don't be catcalling. You're going to end up with the fright of your life. Any stories of people being dragged out of the bed just bring me sailing back to watching Paranormal Activity for the first time. Like I could not sleep at my leg or out of the duvet covers for literally years after watching that film when she gets dragged through the house. And I wanted to think that it was just something that was scary in the film. But no, apparently it happens to people in real life. And that's even scarier. That's the second story in a couple of episodes that we've had where somebody's leg has been dragged and they've physically seen it being elevated in the air. I don't I don't appreciate that whatsoever. I have just about gotten over my paranormal activity fear. What I thought I'd gotten over it and now it's being rehashed all over again in these stories. The bit in the story about the demonic pig sounds coming from the tree reminded me of something 
that happened to me quite recently. So I'm currently in Ireland and my mum's house is in the countryside and I was sitting in my bedroom recording a podcast recently and I had just literally just stopped the recording to check something, I think to Google something and then there was this unmerciful screaming outside my window. It was not like a fox screaming, it wasn't like anything I ever heard before. And then I realised, hang on a second, after a moment of terror where my blood turned to ice and I sat there frozen and then I realised, and I have heard this sound before and it was the terrible sound of some sort of predator killing a small animal. So it was either an owl or a fox I would imagine or a cat maybe killing some sort of small animal but my god that noise was horrendous. Definitely did not sound like a demonic pig in a tree. And I wonder if destroying that girl's stuff Maybe maybe there was there was something that was going, no, you don't get to break her stuff. It's not happening. And finally, we always love a cat ghost. We welcome a cat ghost. Cat, cat ghosts are welcome in this podcast, in this house. We're fine with that. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number three comes from Sadie. The house had always had horrible vibes. It was a newer house, built in the mid-90s, and was kept very well. I always had a horrible feeling in that house. The basement was the worst. I always got a feeling something was down there with me. Without thinking and being the teenager who wanted the space that I was, I eventually moved to a room down there. I had the whole basement to myself. Many occurrences happened before this, but one day, I was probably around 17, I was standing at my vanity getting ready to go and see some of my friends. The vanity was on the wall opposite to the door, so when I was standing in it, my body covered the door. I was home alone, my mom was on a business trip and my brother was at his dad's, but I heard a knock at the door. I assumed my brother had come home from his dad's because he had forgotten something, or my mom had gotten home insanely early. So without thinking, I said, come in. I heard the door open, so I started to turn around. As I did, the door slammed shut. I left my room, as I thought maybe my brother was playing a prank on me, but no car was in the driveway. It had just snowed, and no tyre tracks were in our driveway. I had the heater off, and there weren't any windows down there, so I knew it wasn't some air current. I slept upstairs until my mom came home. About a year later, my mom was staying with her boyfriend for the weekend, and my brother was at his dad's again. It was about 3am, and I was in the shower before work. 
I always kept the bathroom door locked. I was listening to music on a speaker that connected to my phone with a cord. Some song came on that had lyrics about chasing demons and voices and such. In the middle of the song, I heard the cord disconnect from my phone and a crash on the other side of the room. I opened the curtain and my phone was on the other side of the room. I racked my brain all day thinking about a rational reason that my phone, which was sitting on a shelf connected to a speaker, ended up on the other side of the bathroom. I couldn't come up with one. A couple of weeks later, the same song came on when I was in the shower at 3am again. This time, I just heard the cord disconnect, almost as a warning that whatever had done it before would do it again. I was dead exhausted. I spoke to the room or whatever was in there and said, Listen, I don't want to deal with this shit. I won't play the song or anything like it. Just please leave me be, especially when I'm naked. I plugged the cord back in, skipped the song and went on my way. The entire rest of my time in that house, I didn't have a single problem again, which was both surprising and relieving. Considering every experience I had in that house, especially the basement, I have tons of stories from living there and I'll never forget any of them. I think it's so cool that a lot of these houses have basements. I know that sounds really silly to loads of people listening. You're going to be like, what do you mean? But it's not really the done thing in a lot of houses in the UK or Ireland to have basements. So when I hear of these like teenagers that have these spaces all to themselves in the basement, I think how cool and healthy is that to have your own space as a teenager? But not, not when it's not when it's got a demon in it too. I mean, that's that's not very cool. I don't think I'd like that kind of basement space. But I've only lived in one house that had a basement and, you know, I I wish I'd done something more with it. I hate these stories where these entities do stuff while you're in the shower. Like, it's such a vulnerable place to be in the shower. Because first of all, you're naked, obviously. And second of all, there's that thing where you can't really, you can't really run anywhere. You know, when you're, like girls in particular, when you're washing your hair and you're afraid that when you open your eyes, there's going to be something scary standing there. You just know there's going to be something scary standing there. Like, it's not, it's a very vulnerable place. It's just not fair. But good on you for saying, no, I'm not going to do this. Having your moment with the with the entity and saying, no, I won't play the song anymore if you just leave me alone. That is the way to handle things. And story number four comes from Jackie. Growing up, I always heard ghost stories from my mom and her two sisters about things they had encountered. I even had some weird shit happen as a kid, as far as paranormal encounters. But there are a couple of stories that stick out most in my mind of some of the most unexplainable shit. It's been a couple of years since my last encounter. Growing up, I'd always been interested in the paranormal and ghosts, but no demonic shit, fuck that. I would babysit my little cousins growing up, being the eldest granddaughter and needing money. My aunt would pick me up to take me to her house and then go out with her boyfriend. It was always at night when she was living with her boyfriend at the time, so really it was his house. And I remember my aunt and my mom talking about how her boyfriend's grandmother passed away in that house and left it to him. But I never really cared about any of that. I was excited to not be at home and to stay up as late as I wanted. Her two children, on the other hand, were terrified of the computer room and the basement and refused to go anywhere near those two areas. Me being the asshole kid I was, I thought this was hilarious. My other cousin lived around the block, so she would ride her bike over and come stay the night or hang out with me while I was there. We decided to mess with the younger cousins because, well, why not? 
so we would act like we heard things and I would be disrespectful to the ghost and taunted. And of course nothing ever happened. Until one night. After being an asshole to the ghost and scaring the kids, I put them to bed and went downstairs to watch TV with Liz. We sat up talking and she asked me if I believed in ghosts and I told her no, I didn't. And she asked me why not? Because there were many times that we heard noises in the kitchen and things going up and down the stairs at night. Not to mention when you would walk by the computer room, you would get hit with a freezing cold breeze. We found out later the grandma had actually passed away in that room. I told her I just didn't believe in it, and to prove it wasn't real, I got a plastic cup from the kitchen and put it on top of the TV stand and said out loud, If there is a spirit in this house, knock this cup over. I'll even make it easier for you. And I put the cup as close to the edge as I could. I sat back down on the couch and continued to watch TV. About an hour went by and I completely forgot about the cup and Liz headed home with it being around 10pm. Around 10 minutes after Liz left the house, and the house was silent. The dogs were sleeping, and the kids as well were upstairs in their beds. I was getting ready to finally tuck myself in, when the cup flew across the room. I sat there just looking at where the cup was before it flew across the room, and the dogs weren't bothered. I didn't hear anything else, and I was just in complete shock and sat there. After about a minute or two, I called Liz and told her to come back over. She was there in three minutes and I told her what happened. She, of course, immediately laughed and told me that I shouldn't have been fucking with it. But the thing is, I'm not the type to be scared of something that I can't see. So I picked up the cup and put it back in the kitchen and I told the thing to get the fuck out and to leave me alone. I told my aunt about what happened when she got home in the morning and she said that she would see shadow figures when she was doing the dishes or cleaning the house, and that she didn't think it was a bad spirit. She thought it was her boyfriend's grandma, but the longer she stayed there, the worse things got. I stayed there a few times after this, and it was fine. Still hearing something going up and down the stairs, and I now refused to even open the door to the computer room. My aunt moved out after a couple of months and moved into a new house. The first week she moved into the house was good. It was a cute one-story house. I went over to babysit for the night and my aunt warned me she had been hearing things. She would wake up to something shaking her bed, her computer randomly turning on and the kitchen being destroyed in the morning. I agreed to stay because I really needed the money to get my hair done. I called Liz and she said she wanted to stay the night so her mom brought her over. I made dinner for everyone We played Mario Kart and put the kids to bed at around 10 or so. Liz and I stayed up watching TV and talking. While we were laying there, I kept hearing sounds coming from my aunt's bedroom and I started to get angry with it, so I slammed her door and told my cousin we were going to bed. My mom always told me, whenever something is messing with you, tell it to leave and God will keep you safe and not to acknowledge it. I forgot to tell it to leave and that's where I messed up. We were laying on the sofas facing the TV trying to fall asleep. The TV was off along with the lights. Right above the TV there was a mirror that I kept looking up into. Something inside of me was telling me that someone was behind me. And I knew the kids weren't awake because I would have heard them get up. I kept glancing at the mirror. And the last time I did, I saw a face staring at you. 
I wish I could describe it to you, but it was so terrifying that I blocked it out. I immediately got under my blanket and kept calling for Liz. When I finally got her attention, I told her to look in the mirror, and she said she didn't see anything, and asked why she needed to do that. I told her what happened, so we got on the floor and slept next to each other, out of sight of the mirror, behind the couch, practically in the dining room. At 3am I woke up. I couldn't sleep. I rolled over onto my stomach and looked up into the dining room. Sitting at the table, staring at me and Liz, was a man. A shadowy figure. No features, no nothing, just a shadow figure of a man, staring. I hid myself under the blankets and started kicking Liz. She woke up and I told her to look in the dining room. She did and immediately got under the covers. She kept calling her mom. My heart was racing knowing this thing did not want us there. At that moment, one of my cousins came out of their room, turning on the lights and telling me she was hungry. The figure was gone. We turned all the lights on in the house and stayed up all night. And I haven't stayed in the house since. My aunt had to move after four months of living there because whatever or whoever it was would torment her and her kids. Ever since then, I prayed every bad thing off me and that I would stop seeing these things. I was 17 at the time and my entire family went on vacation. I was the only one who stayed behind since I couldn't take off work. I volunteered to watch my aunt's house, not the haunted one from before but her sister, Liz's house. I was excited because that meant I could have my boyfriend over and stay the night without my mom knowing. The first few days were fine. I'd go to work, come to the house, watch TV, eat and go to bed. I practically grew up in that house so I was always comfortable. I loved being there, it was comforting and safe. But this was my first time in the house alone. My boyfriend at the time worked nights and he couldn't come over and stay the night until around the fourth night when he finally had it off work. The third night I stayed there, the house was a little more dark than usual and I need to point out that I was deathly afraid of walking past the garage door at night because you could see through the door and into the garage and it was just pitch black and terrifying. Along with the basement, they had a shower down there with five other rooms. The other bathrooms in the house were under construction, so I would have to go down into the basement to shower. But I would always play some music and it didn't bother me too much, other than on the third night. I did not want to go down there. I just felt like something was wrong and I did not want to walk past that garage. So being a scaredy cat, I stayed in the living room all day and when it was time for bed, I went upstairs to my cousin's room to sleep. Her dog had passed away a month prior and you could hear him walking around the hard wood and he would follow me up the stairs to bed. I knew I was okay because he was very protective and a loving dog. So aside from hearing him, everything was normal. Laying down in bed, I felt something was off but I forced myself to sleep anyway. The entire time I was trying to fall asleep, I heard bangs downstairs and someone walking up and down the stairs, like a man in giant work boots. Not fast, but slow, you could hear every step. Her bedroom door was open, and as soon as the feet hit the top of the stairs, the door slammed shut. At this point, I was terrified. I turned on the bedside light and kept calling my boyfriend, hoping he'd be able to answer me. He did and left work early and came over and stayed the night. Everything was fine once he got there. The next morning we went downstairs and everything looked fine. 
other than every picture my aunt had of me in the house was either flipped upside down or on the ground face down. This pissed me off and I started yelling at whatever did it to get the fuck out it was not welcome. I carried on with the rest of my days as normal and I felt at ease knowing my boyfriend would be with me for the next three days. Later that night we were getting ready for bed and I told him I needed to shower and asked him if he would sit down in the basement and talk to me. He agreed and we went down there. About five minutes into my shower he said, Jackie can you hurry up? I replied, yeah do you need to take a shower? And he responded that no he was just tired. So I rinsed off and got out. By the time I was ready to head up he practically rushed me up the stairs. Once at the top he shut the door behind me and locked it, telling me he had been hearing voices and growls the entire time I was showering. I told him, well it's in the basement, we won't go down there again. We went upstairs and got into bed and the sound started again about 30 minutes after laying down. The banging, the footsteps, everything. I didn't feel as threatened as the night before but I still hated it. At around 3am my bedroom door started to open. It went on all night and in the morning it was the same thing. My pictures were down and flipped over but this time the crosses my aunt had around the house were upside down. I had enough after that and left and did not stay the rest of the week. My boyfriend at the time would not set foot into that house ever again and I haven't gone over at night time since. Damn right I would not be setting foot in that house ever again and damn right I would not be setting foot in that house especially not at night time. No way. You know what Jackie it seems like you've got a lot of sense you know it's like something happens you decide no fuck that let's get out of here you don't feel like you should go down into the basement you don't go down into the basement that's the type of scaredy cat behavior that we like around here you know your intuition is keeping you safe and you should listen to it all the time that story about the waking up and the man sitting at the table or the shadow man sitting at the table just watching you is so terrifying because he wasn't doing anything other than sitting there but how absolutely petrified would you be if that happened to you like that really would scare me so much and can we have a massive round of applause a moment for the animal protection ghosts yet again we have a little dog running around protecting you I love that you said in the story there was nothing abnormal was going on except for the sounds of a ghost dog following you around everywhere amazing Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Anonymous, Janelle, Sadie and Jackie for sending in your stories. If you would like to learn anything about Real Life Ghost Stories Podcast, you can do so by checking out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.